You're listening to Newcastle in the Morning. With Murdo McLeod taking you through till midday. That was the sounds of NXS and the one thing. Well, depending on where you are, if you were to stick your head out the window just now, you might hear the sound of a truly joyous cheer. And it's probably that of thousands of Year 12 students as they complete their last formal day at school. For some, it'll be the conclusion of 12 years of schooling from the day they started in kinder all the way through to their graduation. Uh, For others, uh, the looming HSC will still be casting a shadow over the uh, next few months. However, when they all move on and enter the workplace, it'll likely be a very different uh, workplace to that which existed even 12 years ago at the time they started. For many, it can be a a daunting time with uh, significant decisions to be made and new lessons to be learnt. So what does the world of work hold for them? Well, I'm joined online by uh, Professor John Vachetti from the University of Newcastle's College of Human and Social Futures. Professor Vachetti, thank you for coming on the program. Thanks, Murdo. Um, So is it really going to be that different for uh, kids looking for work now for the first time? It's a very interesting time, particularly since we've been through the last few years, where the job market has been shaken up. At the lower end, there's so many work opportunities in the hourly wage and at kind of the low end of the salary scale for almost anyone out there to get hooked into a job. But the tricky part is it's probably not your lifelong dream to get stuck into that job forever. No, well, that's certainly something that's very different now is that idea of a job for life is, you know, that's, that's ancient history. It's, uh, you know, people have two, three, four careers. Yes, and the careers may take a sudden shift into another direction, but most of our young people want to be really good at a couple things. They might be interested in engineering and music. They might be interested to art and design. And so I think the goal is to pursue while you're working in a job that might not be your ultimate goal, because you need to pay the bills or seek some independence from home, is to continue your education, whatever that means, but then also pursue those things that are your passions. Because unfortunately or fortunately, the difference in my generation is that the automation of everything is underway. So any job at the lower end of the work scale, from taxi driver to checkers at the supermarkets, are obsolete and redundant. If they aren't quite yet, we're a few years away from their being. So you're going to want to continue to develop your skills and not just think, well, I don't need any more training or education. Actually, lifelong learning is the only way we'll find those three or four careers you mentioned. Yeah, I guess, um, as you said, it, previously it was a case that you sort of the, the education that you undertook was in the workplace. It was to progress that single career, that single profession or occupation, you know, whether it was an apprenticeship, whether it was uh, further education, night school, whatever. Um, but that was following that one path as you say now there may be a a greater opportunity um, possibly also a challenge to find other paths as well right that's why there's a combination of skills there's a specific skills for any work and those are either in trades or more on the academic side but because of the obsolescence of things you can think about all the jobs that are no longer needed out there like you used to start in the mail room and now there's hardly any mail uh, so in that sense, the, if you're not continuing to improve and grow your skills, technically you're going to be out to lunch. But in addition to that, many of the larger firms and the more modern firms are looking for different kinds of skills. 
For example, in February, Apple ANZ had a job posting to work in their HR division, and the number one criterion wasn't a degree. It was knows people. So you would have to go to the job interview, Murdo, and say, how do you know people? The second was sees around corners. <laughs> so they're not looking for, I know, the Microsoft Office suite, or I've managed five people on a team. They're going to want to know, how do you know people and see around corners? And then how do you collaborate effectively? So the workforce of the future that won't be automated, where we still have some human component, is really going to be about our critical thinking, our problem solving, our ability to collaborate, our cultural appreciation. Things that back in the day we might have said were soft skills are actually the hard skills for the 21st century. Look, we, we keep hearing about how unemployment in Australia is at its absolute lowest in you know, 20, 30 years. Um, and yet we know that the, uh, we aren't seeing wages growth, which is obviously a, a factor there. Um, so people are presumably working at lower levels than they want to. Um, is that part of the gig economy and what we're moving towards? That's the temporary one, while we still figure out whether we're going to import some more workers to take on those jobs in Australia, or we're going to be happy with job shortages, and I don't think we're going to like that. I think we're going to probably then, in the interim, be having that kind of fill-in the gap that COVID caused. But in the long run, it's going to be higher-level skills people need, because the efficiencies of what we can do with technology are going to replace any people who are doing those jobs anyway. Even saying fries with that, would you like fries with that, Murdo? <laughs> There's already a McDonald's in Arizona where the robot makes the fries and hands them to you through the drive-thru, so we don't even need anybody and all that anywhere. Oh, anyway. look. But, but that's part of the problem, is it not? I mean, uh, especially young people emerging from school, they've got a good, solid social network. It might have been challenged through COVID, but they've got those friendships and in some ways, that's something the workplace used to provide. Uh, but we've now got work from home. We've got uh, gig economy. We don't necessarily have that tight cohort of, of workmates. Is that something? There are a number of, number of people working in that blended environment or more online environment. And I think for young people who are finishing school uh, today, as you were mentioning, they're going to need that social development and that continued ability to work together. So most companies are still finding that the social aspects of work are vital, and there's so many jobs which are frontline to people, but we're going to have to practice those skills. It was hard to do that on Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it also challenged a lot of businesses, as their mantra will say, you know, uh, our workplace are our most valuable asset, our workers. And yeah. yet maybe something like COVID did begin to reveal that that might not necessarily uh, uh, ring true. Or it may not feel that way. I think it's absolutely true. The talent of staff in any organization is the number one value. But it, it does mean that it's been hard. And I also think we have taught ourselves to worry uh, during the last couple of years. We're going to have to move past that. This generation of year 12 students has been so resilient. Think about years 10 and 11 and what their experience was different than mine. But let's get back out there and work together and solve problems, create knowledge and have some fun. Uh, but you're going to have to go to school. It doesn't mean you need a full degree in everything. You need chunks. Maybe it's certificates or diplomas. Maybe it's a two-year associates at the TAFE, or maybe it's a, a grad cert at the university and then leading into a master's degree down the road. But you're not going to want to give up on learning is my main message this morning, because otherwise you're going to be stuck in a job that's obsolete. 
and then it'll be very difficult for you to have the good life you want to have. So I think there's plenty of jobs, but they're going to want to see that you're continuing to grow. So don't give up on learning. You can't. You can have a gap year, but you can't have a gap gap decade. Is no, I totally understand that. I guess uh, just in, in concluding, is there something uh, that kid that, that young people uh, emerging into uh, the potential work fa- uh, workplace uh, should they be looking for a mentor, or is there something, uh, some sort of knowledge that they need to take with them? Uh, you know, key uh, tips for uh, making it happen. Great point. A mentor is great. And, and then I think one of the aspects is to try to find the intersection of where your skills meet your passion. There's a lot of people out, maybe not in the listening audience at this time, but if they are, might relate to the fact that we've got to get people who are not only good at things, but they actually are passionate about them. Those are the things that will be happy. So maybe a three-year plan while you're developing that skill set. You're working in a job that may be okay, but not great. But then the goal would be in three years, you'd be moving into something in that sweet spot between what you're good at and what you love doing. And if you could do that, you're going to have a beautiful career. Otherwise, you'll just float from thing to thing and maybe not be as happy. So that's the main message. Mentoring is one of the best ways to do that. And not being afraid to change it up. There's enough jobs out there that you can move along and uh, probably have something by tomorrow which I guess is the advantage of the labor shortage we have today. Yeah, look, uh, it's a great message there. Uh, you know, intersection of skills and passi- uh, passions and, and challenge yourself. Don't, don't sit yeah. back and let it try and uh, go yeah. with the flow. Absolutely. Look, uh, fascinating to hear those changes, those uh, emerging trends within the workplace. Uh, Professor John Vichetti, uh, College of Human Social Futures, thank you for coming to the program. Thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. Um, Professor Fischetti there taking us through uh, some of the challenges which uh, the the newly emerging cohort of workers will face. Certainly uh, very different from uh, when I uh, emerged into the workplace some years ago. Uh, but uh, maybe uh, let them have that first taste of, of freedom. That's probably the most in, uh, important thing.